It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I uh, made it to Wednesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Justin Kalen, a.k.a. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's already hump day. It is hump day. No Tony Burke today, though. He, uh, You know, when you're retired... You forget what day it is, especially mm. on a holiday week. He thought it was Tuesday. That, that's understandable. I thought it was Monday all day yesterday. Yeah. So he'll be in tomorrow, and we're just going to act like it's Wednesday again. Okay. Cool. Because I don't want to throw him off his game. Well, then the rest of the week will fly. It will fly. Ed Peak will join us on Friday to break down the Louisville-Murray State game. Wow. Yeah. So this is uh, the last day of the week that I'm flying solo. And I'm not really flying solo because Scooter is my co-pilot. Not in life. But in the studio. <laughs> Thank God, not in life. It is Wednesday, September 6th. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open. 502 384 1450. If you'd like to join in the conversation, 384 1450. Thornton's text line open as well. 502 414 1450. Dodge the raindrops today. Get to Thornton's. Get out of your car. Take your dollar in. You're going to get changed when you get a 32 ounce or smaller fountain drink. They're 89 cents plus tax. But take a buck and they'll give you change. I suggest you leave it in the little cup on the counter for the next person. Yeah. Why not? Take a penny. Come into Thornton's today. Get your fountain drink. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I put a new spin on that read, didn't I? You did. I like it. I'm on my game today. Yesterday, not so much. No? Nah, terrible. Today I'm back. Bats lose again. St. Paul Saints 11, Louisville Bats 3 last night. You can tune in tonight, 635 first pitch. 605 pregame with Nick Kerr and Jim Kelch. Or you can head out to Louisville Slugger Field tonight. Uh, 635 first pitch, St. Paul against Louisville. You heading out? I got to work at the liquor store. Again? I got to put food on the table, man. Back-to-back nights? This job don't do it. Hmm. Somebody's got to make that money my wife likes to spend. I thought when you first signed up, you weren't going to do back-to-backs. Two nights a week, uh, but no weekends. That was my, um, you know, demand. Have you caved on the weekends thing yet? I've worked one Friday and one Saturday. Now, I won't <laughs> work any more Fridays because of St. X football. Well, that only goes on so long. Uh, and then St. X basketball goes right after that. And actually, they, they intertwine. So I won't be working any more Fridays this year. And Saturday, he asked me to work this Saturday because, like, a bunch of the guys that normally work are going to Kentucky Downs for the day. Uh, and I said, nah, I can't do it. But I have worked one Saturday and one Friday, and it's a different animal on the weekends. It'd be slow on Saturday. No, it won't. Aren't you all close to the German-American club? No. No? Fairly close. Okay. But not, you know. Well, they have Oktoberfest this weekend. It's a so. mile and a half away, probably. But I digress. We got off topic. It's easy here. <laughs> it is NFL Eve. Yes. Pro football starts tomorrow night. The Detroit Lions, everybody's favorite team from last year's Hard Knocks, in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Detroit won eight of their last nine games last year. Mm-hmm. They nearly made the playoffs. They won in Green Bay on the final Sunday night of the regular season to keep Green Bay out of the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers. So it's a good, talented Detroit team with a, a young running back. Who's the, uh, you probably know this, Scooter, the running back, uh, the rookie? Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. 
It's a good team. Really good team. Jared Goff was good last year. Wasn't great, but he was good. And he was a lot better at home than he was on the road. Keep that in mind if wagering is on your table for tomorrow night. Also, keep in mind that his best wide receiver from last year suspended for six games. Uh, that would be uh, St. Brown? No. Yeah. Oh, I guess St. Brown yeah, was St. number Brown's, one. Uh, um, uh, Jamal I'm, Williams, or not Jamal. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown is probably their best He receiver. is their number one. Yeah, you're right. Um, Travis Kelsey dislocated his knee yesterday. No ACL damage, according to the team. But he is a game-time decision, and I would certainly not expect him to play. I heard a couple of uh, NFL analysts say the same thing this morning. That's literally 48 hours before you play, so probably not going to play with a dislocated knee. Chris Jones, star defensive in-slash-edge rusher, still not side. He won't be there. Is Kansas City susceptible? Keep this in mind. The spread was six and a half before the Travis Kelsey news. It is now four and a half. Now, Kansas City's the defending world champions. They're at home. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. So it's still a tall order for Detroit. Kansas City's still favored, still probably going to win. But what do they win by? I I made it clear yesterday that I was going to, that I had already bet Kansas City in this game, which is true. I, of course, now wish I hadn't. Because I would get two more points leeway here with four and a half, but I bet it at six and a half. And guess what? I would still bet it at six and a half. So that's what I was going to ask you. Does Travis Kelsey going down change your opinion on that? And it, obviously, it no. changes my opinion on the over under. Okay. Because he he makes, I don't know what the over under went to. I don't know what it was originally. Because uh, again, I'm not an addicted gambler. Well, okay, that's. All right, that's that's not for me to say. Um, it is now fifty-two and a half. That's a tall number in the NFL, but the Chiefs always are a little bit higher than everybody else because of you know they don't have they don't have Juju Smith-Schuster anymore. Who's the number one receiver not named Travis Kelsey? Sky Moore, probably. Um, I mean, their receiver core is not good. Who's who's the running back going to be? Pacheco. Be Pacheco. So Edward Delaire should be back. Good to go as well. So, you know, I'm I would lean toward the under here, but I still like the Chiefs. The number I saw right before we went on the air, I told Scooter, Patrick Mahomes has had five opening day games. He's thrown for over fifteen hundred yards. That's about just over three hundred a game. Eighteen touchdowns, no interceptions on opening day. It's incredible. That's pretty darn good. And if that trend continues, then I have no problem. Give them the Detroit Lions six and a half. The Chris Jones story is another thing. If Detroit lights up the scoreboard tonight, if Detroit tomorrow. wins uh, tomorrow, if Detroit wins the game or stays close in a game that is uh, 31 to 28, all of a sudden Chris Jones has a lot more leverage. If Kansas City shuts down Detroit, all of a sudden the, the Kansas City Chiefs in that negotiation have more leverage. They need Chris Jones. Other than Aaron Donald, he's probably the best defensive lineman, not edge rusher, defensive lineman in the game, other than Aaron Donald. And he may be better than Aaron Donald, although that's an argument I don't want to get into because I don't know enough to to base an argument on. But they could really miss Chris Jones tomorrow night. 
You know who's not going to miss Chris Jones? Jared Goff. No kidding. Isaac Pacheco. They are not going to miss Chris Jones. Pacheco's going to miss him because that's his teammate. I mean, uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs. Not going to miss him. Uh, The offensive line of Detroit, not going to miss him. Uh, But I can't wait. Speaking of hard knocks, finale was last night. Yeah, it was good. I stayed up till 1 a.m. to watch it last night. What? Well, I got home. I got off at 10. I went home, watched some baseball, finishing out the, the day. And I went, oh, man, I forgot Hard Knocks finale. So I went to HBO Max and uh, and watched it at midnight and watched it. It was, it was great. It was great. Okay. You sent me a text today. I was hoping you wouldn't mention this because I got a lot to say about the UFO thing. <laughs> so if you didn't see it, or even if you've seen it, Aaron Rodgers claims that he and his former college teammate uh, saw a UFO. Wait, can we can we introduce it a little better than that? No, that's so, it. So, no, it was because that was one of the best parts of the episode to me is when they're just showing highlights of, or they're just showing practice, and Aaron points up at the stands and he was like, "Hey, that guy in the blue shirt." He tells can, a, a Green can, Bay, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a New York official from the team, "Hey, see that dude?" Yeah, he was like, "We can we get him down here? He's one of my boys." He said, we played at Cal together. Oh, and we saw a UFO together. And we saw so, a UFO So the way he said and, it, and, I was dying. She, I, I almost had to rewind it. I, <laughs> what did he say? Uh, you know, and this guy was the quarterback when Aaron Rodgers got there, and he said he realized he, changed, he needed to change positions when I showed up. <laughs> uh, so they bring the guy down on the field. You never hear the guy talk. Aaron and no. him just wave to the camera. And then there's the sit down with Aaron Rodgers. Now, here's my question. Did a producer, after the interview, did anybody go up to Aaron Rodgers from HBO and say, Aaron, is this true? Because I think he's trolling HBO here. Oh, you think? Oh, yeah. I think he's going, you know what's going to be fun? I'm just going to tell him I saw a, a, a UFO. See if they put it on. I, I And he, he, you know, he sold it. He sold it. This is what happened. We heard this. I was in bed. I was staying at his house. I, we were at uh, camp, and I was staying at his house, and you know, I was a freshman, and and uh, we heard this noise. I got out of bed, went downstairs. He and his brother, we all walked outside, and there was this thing like Independence Day. He mentions <laughs> Independence Day, this big, huge, and then a few minutes later, these fighter jets. You know how fighter jets sound? They go flying by. I guess they're chasing, and I'm going, he's trolling these guys. He is saying, hey HBO. I'm going to tell you a story that I'm going to make up, but I'm going to make it believable, and you're going to put it on the air. And they did. <laughs> Is it true? It's Aaron Rodgers. Was he on Hiawaska that early in his that, career? That was my first question. And it's interesting to hear your perspective on it because that's something I hadn't really even thought of. And that, but that is something that Aaron Rodgers would do. And I but would, yeah, that was my first thought. And, they must have been on Hiawaska. And I wouldn't put it past him if a producer came up and said, Aaron, we're going to air that, but you got to tell me it's, the, it's true. You're not making this up. It's, I would not put it past Aaron Rodgers to say, oh, no, it's true. Every word. Absolutely. While, in fact, having made it up. Maybe I've just bought into the whole Aaron Rodgers on hard knocks thing then because I, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I'm I mean, all I, in on Aaron Rodgers. I didn't even, I didn't even question the story. I was and like, it, okay, he probably did say And that. if it's a lie, if he made it up, yeah. I'm even more all in. Yeah, no doubt. Because he's just having fun, man. <laughs> he's having fun. He's an old guy. 
He's telling all these young guys, I love that he tells them, look, enjoy the moment because it's not going to last. Yeah. It's going to be gone. You don't understand it right now. I didn't at your age, but this is what I'm teaching you right now. Live in the moment. Enjoy every moment. Play as hard as you can every moment because you regret it in the end if you don't. And he's taking these guys under his wing. He wants to win another Super Bowl. He knows he's got a great defense. They kept the two rookie wide receivers, rookie undrafted wide receivers, which you never see more than one kept on a roster. They kept two. Um, obviously, he's got Garrett Wilson. He's got his old friends Lazard and Cobb. Dalvin Cook is in the mix now. You got a three-headed monster at running back. Nicole Hardman. McCole Hardman from the Chiefs knows how to win uh, big games. And Sauce Gardner leading that defense and Quentin Williams leading that defense. I mean, you want to buy in because it's HBO, hard knocks. You get invested in the story. We did it with the Lions last year. And then they started, I don't know, one in five or whatever it was. But we did it with Detroit last year. Now we're doing it with the Jets. They are, by the way, a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home Monday night football against the Buffalo Bills. I want to bet them because I want them to win because I've watched five weeks of hard knocks. Mm -hmm. And that sounds crazy for that to be a reason. If you watch it, then you understand where I'm coming from. If you don't watch it, you're like, you're an idiot. First of all, he didn't see any UFO. I don't know. Maybe he did. Second of all, the Jets are not going to beat the Bills. Okay. It's NFL. Everybody's good. Mm -hmm. Houston's a good football team. They may not win a game. Arizona, good football team. They might be tanking this year. These teams are going to win games you don't expect because they're all professional athletes. It's just like when the Charlotte Hornets beat the uh, Golden State Warriors in NBA regular season. You go, wow, how'd that happen? Well, because they're all professionals. They all know how to play the game. There's a fine line between really good and really not good. It's closer than you think. And I'm I'm in on the Jets' hook, line, and sinker. I think they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think it's a disappointment if they don't make the playoffs. I do believe everybody that has said that uh, the Jets' defense is one of the best they've seen in a long time, I believe they're right. TJ says, guess no need for me to watch after all these spoilers. Have some class. <laughs> uh, listen, I know you have a show at 7. Get up at 5 and watch it. Hey, I found a Stay way to watch up. it. It was on at 10 o'clock. If you can't go to bed at 11 o'clock, that's on you, TJ. By the way, do you know? Oh, the- wait a minute. You got a little kid. Yeah. And you're going to have another little kid. By the way, stop it, too. That's just friendly advice. <laughs> once once you have three, you might as well have eight. Because if something gets broke, you don't have any idea who did it. <laughs> if you got two, you got a chance. Once you have more than two, you're done. Solid advice. By the way, you know the most surprising thing about this Spo- edition oh, of Hard Oh, I forgot Knocks to say this. Me? Hang on, Scoots. I forgot to say this. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers saw UFO. All right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I-, I was surprised with, and maybe it's just because they're in New York, and I'm sure that has a, a lot of a lot to do with it, but how many shows that these guys have been to? And oh yeah, seen I went to Rent. I went they to sit there and talk about all the shows I, they've been to, and then the, on the last episode, that one wait a guy, minute, wait a minute. Uh, 
Earmuffs, TJ. Earmuffs. <laughs> Scooter's going to spoil something. Here. No, one guy just walked in and he was like, oh, it's my fourth time seeing this. And it's like, what? I, That's wild to me. I mean, if I lived in New York, I'd maybe a show. But a lot here. of these guys that aren't the young guys, they got wives and their wives want to do something That's on the true. off day. That's and a good you're point. in you're in New well, they they work out in New Jersey. So you're in New Jersey, you go across the bridge and you go see a show, but you're right, they're comparing their favorite Hey, what's your favorite uh, Broadway show you've seen? Oh, I love, uh, they all love Wicked. Wicked. Yeah. Oh, we love Wicked, man. I just wouldn't picture football guys as Broadway show type of guys. And the one they went to last night, MJ, the musical? Yeah, that was awesome. It looked awesome, and I would love to go because, you know, behind the curtain here, I was a big Michael Jackson fan when I was younger. All right. I said it. There, I said it. I'm Ever- not anymore. Wasn't I was everybody that. that's around your age? No. Really? Not everybody. He has haters? I got some grief about it. Really? Yeah, in my youth. Well, I don't, I'm on your side. Thank you. Um, but the musical, it, they look like, even Aaron Rodgers looked like he was loving it. Yeah. Um, and then the comparison to uh, Garrett Wilson in practice was good. Yes. <laughs> and that last episode of Hard Knocks is always who got cut, you know, how tough this this one particular day is. Oh, this is the hardest day we have. Because you guys have put your blood, sweat, and tears in this thing, and we got to let some of you go. It's a numbers game. We got to get down to fifty-three. You know, sorry, it's a business. It's a business, just like Tanzel Smart. Now we knew in episode four, at the end of episode four, Tanzel Smart was in trouble. Yeah. He got hurt in the game. He kept tried to stay in the game. He told his coach, "Coach, I got to play. I, I I'm going to get cut if I don't play." Uh, we knew the uh, tight end that that did the rap, the Eminem rap. We knew he got cut. Mm-hmm. Tanzel Smart turns out I'm I was a little surprised by this. He got brought back to the practice squad. Yeah, I thought he could make a fifty three. I thought elsewhere. he would be picked up by another team. Yeah, same. Because I thought he, you know, from and again, it's all edited. They show you what they want you to see. But I thought he played great for the most part. Well, and it, and, and, it, and it seemed like his teammates knew that he should should have made the roster. Well, but they they just had too many really good defensive linemen. Well, and that's the thing; it's not just his ability on the field, but he seemed like a really good guy off the field as well. He did a guy that people would gravitate to, and he's really got his wife, he's got his little yeah. girl. Uh, it was sad when he was holding his little girl, trying <laughs> not to cry, telling him, hey, "You know, I've been through this. I know what." To-. Yeah, okay, dropping, okay. dropping cuss words in front of her. Yes, unbelievable. Uh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We're a little bit late for a break here. Um, we'll look at all the NFL uh, spreads here on the, in the next segment, try to figure out who uh, who I'm going to bet this weekend because you got to bet every game. That is the law. Whoa, right? absolutely not. Kentucky gambling starts tomorrow. Woohoo! Uh, amazing how that timed out, the uh, first day of the NFL season, and all of a sudden you can bet in Kentucky. Hmm. <laughs> Coincidence? Reds win a thriller last night. We'll get to that. Woohoo! Uh, the big question about Travis Hunter, the Colorado freshman, are 129 snaps in a college football game too many to play? Spoiler alert, yes. We'll talk about that and more. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Anywhere y'all, everywhere y'all, I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio on this hump day, Wednesday. Hump day.
That's baseball tonight. Don't forget, 635. First pitch, 605 pregame right here on the Big X. The St. Paul Saints are in town. Game two of a six-game set. Join Nick Curran and Jim Kelch tonight, 605 pregame. They win last night? They lost 11-3. Oh. You didn't hear it in the, in the first thing I said today? No. You said that? Man. Yeah, I wasn't listening. My bad. News and notes here. The Americans. This is my tennis minute for my boy Randy, who says, why don't you talk more tennis? And I, my answer is always. Because it's tennis. We talked Breakpoint. No, we didn't. Show. I've never watched it, so no, you we didn't. You didn't watch it? No. Oh, John. It's tennis. No, you need to catch up on I that. I watched Full Swing. If for, nothing, that. for nothing else. I didn't else. watch the F1, Formula One stuff. For, if you enjoyed those two, then you would love Breakpoint. If for nothing else, for Nick Kyrgios. I got to watch BS first. Bishop Sycamore yeah, me High too. School. Me too. The uh, documentary. Um, I'd forgotten about that until you mentioned it. I heard somebody say they can't believe this dude's not in jail. So anytime I hear that, I got to watch. I don't care if it's a true crime. I don't care what it is. I got to watch. I can't believe this guy's not in jail. (laughs) Really? Let me watch it. Uh, That's our homework assignment. Maybe not today because I still got, you know, put food on the table tonight. I'm off today. I'll probably knock it out. Knock it out. We'll talk about it. uh, I'll come in and give you spoilers tomorrow. Maybe next week we'll talk about BS. Oh, I got all the way till next week? Maybe I won't do it today. Uh, well, I got Tony in studio tomorrow, Ed in studio on Friday. So give them some homework. Well, I'm not. I haven't watched it yet. I got to see it, and I'm not going to have time to see it today. Uh, anyway, speaking of tennis, <laughs> American Ben Shelton is in the semifinals at the U.S. Open. Wow, there is no American tennis anymore. Name me another American t- male tennis player. I'm not talking female. Male tennis player. Uh, the Taylor Taylor Fritz. That's a good call. That's a good hit. Francis Tiafo would have been another one because that's who mm-hmm. Ben Shelton beat yesterday. Six two three six seven six six two. He will play Novak Djokovic next. Good luck with that. But an American male is in the semifinals. Coco Golf plays today as well, by the way. So I am paying a little bit of attention. I do. It is my favorite tennis tournament. Used to be Wimbledon. I don't care about the Australian Open. Yeah. Uh, what's the other Grand Slam? Um, French Open. There you go. Yeah. I don't care about the French Open on clay. Um, I'll watch some Wimbledon, but the U.S. Open's the best. It's the best because of the crowd, the New York crowd. By the way, did you see the what the women players were getting paid for making the quarterfinals? Uh, well, there's a they they have superimposed on the TV screen this little message, like on the court, mm-hmm. off to the side of the court that says fifty. Years or something of this nature equal pay. Okay, so maybe yeah, maybe they're getting the same amount. So but I don't know. Anyways, the winner of the U.S. Open in 1990 got 400 thousand for winning. Women's winner or men's? I, I want to say the women's. Okay. Winner. If you got to the quarterfinals this year, you got 455 thousand just yeah, by but, getting to the quarterfinals. But that's 33 years ago. Yeah, but that's a. I mean, that's a big change. I don't think it's as big as you think. Men's soccer, History. Louisville beat Kentucky 4-2, to two, the oh. number seven-ranked Louisville Cardinals. I meant to watch that. No wonder we didn't Get talk about that on KRC today. That's my soccer 12 seconds. <laughs> uh, Travis Hunter, you, you answered quickly before we went to break. Yeah, I meant to bring this up yesterday. The kid had 11 catches. He had an interception. He is a true freshman, committed to Deion Sanders at Jackson State, went to Colorado with Deion. He's obviously a tremendous athlete, unbelievable football player. 129 snaps in Texas 
on a 100-degree day, middle of the day, not night game, too much? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's not sustainable. Here's what happens. If he gets hurt, all the that's too many snaps people come out of the woodwork. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just going to give you a preview. This is what's going to happen. You're hearing whispers right now. They are whispering. That's, that's too many snaps. But he had 11 catches, interception, one of the three best players on the field, along with Shadur Sanders and the kid that scored four touchdowns. So is it too many? Deion Sanders played both ways. Yeah. Deion Sanders played both ways in the National Football League. Now, I heard J.J. Watt earlier today say, look, you can't sustain it in the NFL because you have to be at meetings. You have to learn playbook every week, both positions. You just can't do it. There's not enough time in the day to master it all. But when you're a super athlete in college, you can get away with it to a certain degree. Charles Woodson did it to a certain degree. But he didn't play 129 snaps in a game. He might have played all the defensive snaps, and then three or four offensive snaps at Michigan at wide receiver. So the whispers are there. That's too many. Dion is is not doing this kid, doing right by this kid by playing him that many snaps. And only when he gets hurt will that then come out of the woodwork. Everybody will gang up and say, what is Dion doing? He's going to ruin this kid's career because he's wanting him to play every snap of every game. 129 snaps is a bunch. A bunch. I mean, it's more than a bunch. However, then you have the other side of the equation where you have the people who are right now boisterous saying, well, look what he can do. He's, He's 20 years old or however old he is, 19. Of course. I mean, look at him. He's not, he's, he's built for this at this age. If you can do it in college, do it in college. They're boisterous now until he gets hurt. And then they have to take a backseat to all the people that will be screaming, you played him the wrong way. You played him too much. See, three, four years ago, John, I would absolutely blame Dion for this. But now with the era we're in with the nil and all that, what if the, kid, what if the kid's telling him, hey, coach, I want to play every snap? Then I, I don't no. know as a, as a coach is your responsibility. It is point. absolutely the coach's responsibility. I don't know. Dion, if the kid wants to play, kid. Dion knows what it takes to play both ways. Yeah. I will give him that. Mm-hmm. But he's also got to protect his, his responsibility, first and foremost, is these kids, protect them from themselves. Yeah. I guess you're right. You got to make sure they're going to class. You got to make sure they're not getting in trouble on a Saturday night. You got a whole lot to do as a head coach. And that's why you got assistants and you got. Uh, people aligned with the team to keep these kids in order, keep them where they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to do. At the same time, you cannot misuse your player. It's, you know, if, if a guy hurts his shoulder and it's fourth and one, do you keep him in the game because he's your nose guard and they're going to run the football and they're going to run that play where everybody pushes the quarterback and he's your best defender? No, you get him out of the game. Now, this is different. Travis Hunter didn't get hurt, never showed any signs of being injured in this game. The interception he made, I was watching it live at the time. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable athletic play. And I understand if you're the coach of the team, you're a Pac-12, going to be a Big 12 coach, 
at Colorado. You want to win. You've been chirping all summer. You've been taking receipts, as Dion says, all summer long. You're going to pull them out when you win all these games. You're going to call people out. Of course you want your best players in the game. Is Travis Hunter their best cornerback? Maybe he is. Is he their best wide receiver? Maybe he is. But that doesn't mean you got to have him in every play of every series, both on offense and defense. Mm-hmm. I got a, got a number for you, John. Okay, go. 1,548. That is the number of snaps that he is on pace for this season. You and I would both say he plays under that amount of snaps, right? Yes. I mean, that is that is a ludicrous amount of snaps to play in one season. Oh, that's crazy. And he won't do it. And if they get up big on a team, then, you know, if, if they're up. Now, but look, they never had, I don't think, more than a seven-point lead against TCU. No. But if you're up 20, you give them a series off on defense. Or you give him a series off on offense. Or both. Or both, yeah. <laughs> Say, hey, we're going to give you the rest of this quarter off, and then we're going to play you in the, in the third quarter, in the second half. And then if we're still winning big, maybe you get the fourth quarter off. Now, kids are kids are going to be kids, and they're going to say, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to be off. Colorado, by the way, is in the top 25 now. Did you know that? I didn't, no. I, uh, I assumed that would probably happen. New but. top 25 came out yesterday. I think they're 25. Fifth. No, they're 22nd in the AP poll. Is that right? Yeah, number 22. Now, look at their schedule. They got Nebraska this week at home. Colorado State at home. They should win that game. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Oregon. Then they got Southern Cal at home. Then they go to Arizona State. Those are not going to be easy. Stanford at home at UCLA. Really good ranked Oregon State team at home. Arizona at home and then at Washington State. And at 12th ranked Utah in the season. Over under on wins went up to five. Mm-hmm. It went from four, uh, three and a half, I think, to five. Now, it did that for one reason. That's because you beat TCU, one of the games nobody expected you to win. I, you know, Tony Burke tells me this all the time. And I guess I should listen to him. If, if I'm watching a game and I say, Man, this guy, this guy shouldn't be playing. He'll say, John, he can get hurt in practice. It's true. These guys can get hurt in practice. If they're practicing every day, they can get hurt then. If they're in a game, they can get hurt then. But my my feeling is that's just way too many snaps in a game for anybody. I don't care if it's peewee football where the linebacker is playing quarterback and they're eight years old. And he's the best player on the field, and the coach is going to play him both ways every play. I just think it's too much. By the way, where'd Ohio State end up? They had to drop, right? Uh, they dropped a couple of spots. Yeah, they they dropped to. to five. Uh, let's look at the rankings here. Um, Georgia, Michigan still won two. Georgia was not impressive. And Michigan wasn't either, for that matter. Alabama up one spot to third. Florida State jumped four spots to number four. Wow. Then uh, Ohio State dropped two spots after that nail-biter against the Hoosiers. Clunker is what we would call it. Southern Cal, Penn State are still 6-7. and seven. Washington up two spots to 8. Tennessee up three spots to 9. Notre Dame up three spots to 10. Uh, you know who dropped? LSU went from 5 to 14. 
Clemson dropped from 16th to 25th in the country. Oh, they should have dropped out. I'm sorry. They dropped uh, from 9th they were nine, yeah. to 25th in the country. They should have been out. Uh, Kentucky, by the way, if you send it out, is 30th in the country. They got 15 votes. Louisville got one vote, by the way. Go Cards. C-A-R-D-S. Go Cards. Go. <laughs> Um, I said I was going to do NFL spreads. I still got time for that, I guess. Yeah, you do. We'll do NFL spreads. We'll talk a little baseball here. If the season ended today, Scooter Cincinnati Reds would be in the Woo-hoo. playoffs. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in the studio. Final segment on this Wednesday. Uh, Buzz Frank being funny on the text line. Said Bishop Sycamore wanted me to come play there a few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> a few hundred years ago. What are you talking about? He also says it's worth noting that Dion didn't play every snap on offense. Well, of course not. He didn't. No, nobody does. Nobody plays 129 snaps. This is uncharted territory. But Buzz does go on to say, old man here, I played every down, offense, defense, and special teams, but the games were mostly running then, and most of the guys I played against did the same. Yeah, but they didn't wear helmets. Nobody cared back then about your health. If Hunter sus- Okay, they wore leather helmets. I'm if, sorry. <laughs> if Hunter sustains assess or er- sustains this type of easy for you to say yeah no kidding good grief 129 snaps a game if he does that all season long more impressive than Shohei Otani I think so because it's football and it's a contact sport and you're getting you're getting hit on every play yeah a running play you're blocking if you're a wide receiver uh if it's a pass play you're getting bumped at the line of scrimmage you're getting tackled if they throw it to you Mm -hmm. defensive defensive back same thing. Yeah. Now, maybe if you're a cornerback and there's a running play up the middle, you can sort of take the play off. But for the most part, you're getting knocked around every play. Shohei's swinging a bat, and you know, every third inning. And when he's pitching, he's pitching, mm-hmm. which is every fifth day when he when he can pitch. And think about this: he's on the shelf now. He's got a quad injury and a UCL elbow injury. And there's no contact, very little contact in baseball. A lot of hit-by-pitches this year, but very little contact. So, yeah, it is much more impressive. Buzz says, leather helmets, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, all right, you can uh, hit me up on the M&M Cartage Hotline. You can call in, 502-384-1450, to join in on, on that conversation. Easy for you to say. Or you can text the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is my professional radio voice. <laughs> All right, NFL spreads. I told you Kansas City is now down to four and a half over Detroit Thursday night. Let's do this quickly, Scoots. Who you like here? I like the Chiefs. Because I'm not going to give you my picks till Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, right? I'm with you on the Chiefs. Uh, one, oh, is that the drum roll? One o'clock games on Sunday. Tennessee at New Orleans. A, does anybody care? And B, New Orleans is a three-point favorite with uh, Derek Carr at quarterback. Give me New Orleans. 
Carolina at Atlanta. Again, another does anybody care game. Desmond Ritter against uh, Carolina's quarterback. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. By the way, uh, first round, first overall pick quarterback has a terrible opening game record in the NFL. Oh, do they? Yes. Uh, Atlanta's three and a half. I'd, I'd go Carolina. You were there. probably going to say Carolina before I said that, and then yeah. you had to think about it. Yeah, probably. I'll still go Carolina. Uh, but he wasn't the – was he the overall number one? Wasn't it Stroud? Stroud was yeah. overall number one. Correct. Uh, Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore's 10-point favorite. Give me Baltimore. I don't know what the number is, but I think if you look back in in the history in the last 20 years or so of NFL spreads, double digits, you take the points for the most part. Uh, Cincinnati-Cleveland, the Battle of Ohio to start the season. Bengals are two and a half on the road, which tells me Joe Burrow's ready to go. Really? Why would I lie? Because I think if Joe Burrow's ready to go, it's a lot. Oh, you big, think it's bigger? A lot bigger than two and a half, yeah. And I don't know. Deshaun Watson, you know, Cleveland, I could come down home, to, dog pound, rivalry game. I guess it comes down to me just not being a Browns believer. I think Bengals are going to roll. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis coach Steve Steichen today said he is fired up and ready to go, yet the Jags are five-point favorites on the road. Jags have not been very good in Indy over the years, but I think this is the year they turn it around. Give me the Jags. Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Vikings are six at home. No Dalvin Cook. That's okay. That no Adam there. Thielen. That's okay. They got Justin Jefferson. I'd and probably, they got TJ Hawkinson. I'd probably go Tampa Bay here. You're taking. Uh, you're a Baker believer. I'd probably take the six. I took Baker as my third quarterback in my uh, NFL draft. Three quarterbacks? Yeah, we don't. I'll drop him after the first week, pick up another position. I don't know why we draft three. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I was going to take Will Levis, but I, I went ahead and took Baker Mayfield Jr. One o'clock also, your Steelers hosting the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are only two-point favorites. No Nick Bosa, still contract dispute. Um, Brock Purdy will play. San Francisco minus two in the, the Steel City. Vegas knows what they're doing, and they know that San Fran's going to get it. I think that's a hard pick. Give me Steelers. Arizona at Washington. Commanders are seven as Arizona begins tanking for Caleb Williams. I don't like Washington beating anybody by seven. <laughs> give, me, give me Arizona. Four 30 games. Green Bay at Chicago. The Bears are favored in this game hmm. by one at home. Should the be Jordan Love era begins for Green Bay. Should be a good game. I think the Jordan Love era starts on a high note for the Packers. Las Vegas at Denver. The Broncos are three and a half. New coach Sean Payton. Uh, apparently, and this got out in the media, I don't know how, telling Russell Wilson to you know, quit quit worrying about Russ Inc. and worry about football here. Mm-hmm. Let's let's play football. Let's be better. I, I- I've believed in the Broncos for the past three or four seasons, and it's came back to bite me every Jimmy year. Garoppolo in Vegas, by the way. But I just I think this is finally the year the Broncos turn it around. All right, Miami and the Chargers in L.A. The Chargers are three. Oh, I'll take Miami. They got a lot of weapons, man. I you know I both got, teams do. I got Raheem Mostert in like the ninth round. Yeah, they're he's, running. But well, that's because they're going to split. They got a three three field yeah, back. But he's going to get a lot of carries, I would think. Yeah. I'm not going to start him. But you never – that's the thing with that team is you never know who, whether it's going to be Mostert or Jeff Wilson or even uh, the, the young guy they drafted, a Kane. 
Did you take uh, Miami here? And the points? I'm taking Miami, yeah. Philadelphia at New England, defending NFC champions, are four-point favorites in Bill (sighs) Belichick's backyard. What a joke. Eagles all day. You don't believe in Bill? No. Has Bill proven the last couple years that Tom was Bill? Tom was Bill, yeah. Rams at Seattle, the last 4.30 afternoon game. Seattle is five. Cooper Cup, I'm going to say he's not going to play in this game, which is huge for the, uh, Matthew Stafford. Geno Smith continues as a starting quarterback in Seattle. Geno Smith will not be the quarterback in Seattle come week six, I don't think. Drew Locke? I think Drew Locke will take over for him. I don't like them to cover in this game either. I'll take the Rams. 820 NBC, Dallas and the Giants, NFC East showdown. The Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the New York football Giants. Giants played inspired at the end of last year. I'm going to think that carries over. They got Saquon on the new deal. I'll take Giants. Uh, This is not necessarily a preview of the six-pack, but, uh, man, I like the Giants and the points there at home. Yeah. On opening night. Same. Monday night, talked about earlier, Buffalo and the Jets in New Jersey. Uh, two and a half, Buffalo's favorite with all those weapons they have. I, I'm with you on wanting to get behind the Jets because of hard knocks. However. I've got, however, <laughs> I've, I've got to see it first, and I know what Buffalo is at this point, so I'll take the Bills. All right. Uh, so those are Scooter's picks. I hope you're writing them down because we're not going to repeat them. You can listen to them, though. If you missed this, the podcast will be up right after the show, right, Scoots? Right after the show. You can uh, tell tell me where to go if, if I want to listen to the podcast. Uh, anywhere. Just search for Spears on Sports. Anywhere you get your yeah. podcast. Yeah, anywhere you get them. There's not a certain one that you would recommend? I listened I, to Rutherford's show last night, by the way, on podcasts. So. I upload it through SoundCloud, so that's go. that's the most direct way, but it distributed – Distributes it everywhere. This is going to be a new feature. Can't Sc- talk. Scooters today. Wednesday picks. I like it. NFL picks. I like it. Uh, we'll see how you do. I, I'm going to have to go home back and listen to it later and write them all down because <laughs> I don't know what the hell you said. And I should have been writing them down then and I wasn't. So e me. Uh, all right. The Reds won last night. Come from behind fashion. They trailed the Seattle six three in the eighth. Got a three run homer from that guy from one flew over the Cougars and that's Martini. He had a three-run home run. Uh, Danny DeVito, I think, played Martini and one threw over to Cuckoo's Nest. And then uh, Ellie De La Cruz, man. That guy might not be the best baseball player, but when he's on the bases, he's oh so my fast. God, so much fun to watch. Uh, he scored. He slide. Didn't have to slide, but he dramatically slid in face first for the game winner. 7-6 puts the Reds, as of today, into the playoffs. Not official. It's not official. It's not over. Oh, season doesn't end no, today? No, season does Dang not end it. today. I know you were hoping, but no, the season does not end today. The Reds um, are three games behind the Cubs, four and a half behind the Phillies, but they are a half game ahead of Miami, who, by the way, beat the Dodgers last night. Saw that. Uh, a full game ahead of Arizona, who lost at home to Colorado, and two ahead of the Giants, who lost to the Cubs. I asked you yesterday – As a Reds fan, are you pulling for the Cubs or the Giants? You said the Cubs, and rightfully so, because now your Reds are two ahead of the Giants here. You're you're probably not going to catch. You're not going to catch the Phillies. No, probably not going to catch the Reds. In all likelihood, not going to catch the Brewers either. Uh, I mean, you're not going to catch the Cubs. You're right. Thank you for correcting me uh, at at every turn. (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) sometimes you you can just let it go, and the people understood what I meant, (laughs) even though I didn't say it right. 
the Reds will play uh, San Francisco today, 640 tonight. Uh, Logan Gilbert, really good pitcher, goes for uh, Seattle. He's 12-5 and five with 356. The, the still COVID-ravaged Reds pitching staff goes with Lion Richardson. Who he just got called up. 0-1, 675 ERA in the major leagues. Um, they did a great job with the uh, sort of bullpen games the last couple of nights. It's it's sort of worked out, and uh, now we're going to probably see another one today. They're piecing it together. So for somehow they beat Seattle two in a row here, a really good Mariners team. They knocked the Mariners out of first place in the AL West. Houston, uh, which at the beginning of the year is what we expected, is now in first place. In the American League West, Tony's Texas Rangers, if the season ended today, would not make the playoffs. Woof. They've been in first place all year long. They were the toast of the American League, along with Baltimore, I think. Sounds like I made a mistake. I've been watching the NL wildcard standings when I should have been watching the AL, too. The Rays are all but in as a wild card. The Mariners are one of the wild cards right now. And the Blue Jays, who are in Oakland right now, that's always a nice feeling. <laughs> Uh, they won last night, I think seven to one. They are a half game ahead of Texas. Boston's another four and a half back. So it's really a three team race for those last two spots in the American league between Seattle, Toronto, and Texas. One of those three is going to get left out. Twins are going to make the playoffs. They're 73 and 66. Uh, if they were in any other division, they would be out of the race, out of the playoff contention at this point. Uh, but here we are. I think eventually, since the schedule has now changed, where you're not playing everybody in your division 19 times, you're playing everybody around the league pretty much an equal number of times, I think you're going to get rid of divisions in the near future. And I think the the American League Central is going to be the perfect argument to get rid of divisions. Just put everybody in the same. you got 15 teams, top seven make the playoffs. That's it. It's not hard. You know what? You want to add an ace team? Go ahead. I don't care. Be like the NHL or the NBA. Everybody gets in. If you don't get in, you fire your coach and try again next year. You remember how a couple months ago we were talking about the NL Central the same way we talk about the AL Central yes. today? Yes. And now NL Central's got three teams in the playoffs? I know. Pretty crazy. I know, but if you look at the American League Central, second place team, Guardians, they're seven back. They're 66 and 73. And they're seven games out. They're still alive. Now, they they were at home this week. They had an opportunity against first place Minnesota. The Twins beat them 20 to 6 the first night and 8 to 3 yesterday. It was a bloodletting. They play again today early. By the way, I think there's a game underway already. Uh oh. Maybe not. Oh, yep, there is. I wouldn't lie. Milwaukee leads Pittsburgh 3-1, still batting the, the uh, Brewers in the top of the second. Hmm. I got the over, so I like where that's, yeah. I like where that's headed. Heading down a good road. <laughs> Cubs and Giants finished their three-game set in Wrigley today. Let's go Cubs. I don't go know, Cubs, I, go. I don't know how they've done it. I have no idea how these uh, – at the, at the uh, trading deadline – they had to make a choice whether they were going to trade Marcus Stroman, who, by the way, hasn't pitched since then because of injury, and trade Cody Bellinger. If it wasn't for the Braves and the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger would win MVP in the National League. He's been that good. 
And as a Cub fan, I was disillusioned when they signed him. Mm-hmm. I threw up the whys like crazy. Why are we signing this over-the-hill, has-been former MVP? I'm not above saying these three words, Scooter. I was wrong. Happens Tony Berg, yeah, Thanks. <laughs> Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. We'll preview the Louisville-Murray State game and talk a whole lot of college football. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Apple. I heard it, I heard it on the X.